0: In a somewhat related topic from the previous one on timing, um I wanted to talk about um predictability and its uh, its relationship to personal um, psychology and and reactions and behavior um and since predictability is pretty much the core of you know, everything that our human brains do, uh, we might not think about it that way, but that is literally what our brains are designed for, at least, you know, the higher brain functions say, you know, given, given the current state of things, uh, what do I do next? And in deciding what to do next, we have to decide what's most likely to happen um, and how useful that is to us. You know, so is is this thing that uh, is in front of me going to be helpful to me? Is it going to fill a need? Is it going to work well with whatever my uh, goals are, or is it going to go against it and be dangerous and harmful, um, or is it somewhere in the middle? Um, so th- this idea of of predicting things is at the very core of our our everything we do, pretty much. So. It's not surprising that it affects us so strongly when we have problems with it. Pretty much everything that makes us nervous, stressed, you know, angry, frustrated, sad is because we have that something has happened that we did not predict. Um, if we predicted something bad to happen, we f- we still suffer from it. You know, physically, but emotionally, we're not so bothered by it. Um, at least not as much so in figuring out what is predictable and what is unpredictable um, I have to point out that as far as I can tell given uh, this theory that everything that can possibly happen happens and this Pascal's triangle of, of probability uh, where the bell curve dictates what happens and how much of what happens um, which I'll cover in, in other um, podcasts and in other places online, if you want to look that up. Um, this, this theory predicts <laughs> that um, things are random, and that randomness is, is not arbitrariness, but randomness is actually perfect covering of every possible thing, uh, every possible option that can happen. And um, that's the bell curve. So that means that while we can, in general, predict uh, certain things because we, you know, we know that the previous state is is linked to the, the next state, and only a certain number of things can change over time, uh, over a short period of time, then we know we we can generally predict a lot of things in fairly reasonable levels, you know, to, you know, not totally accurately, but, you know, to fairly, a fairly good amount, you know, that we, we're pretty sure that the sun is going to come up tomorrow morning, you know, when, when it's that time as our earth, you know, rotates because our earth is just so incredibly massive and the sun is so incredibly massive that neither of these things are going to change position uh, or, or direction uh, easily. So, more functionality, you know, the sun the sun might explode, but it's uh highly it's a highly unlikely. And B, um, if it did explode, it might take longer than, you know I, I mean it would still rise tomorrow. <laughs> it would still be there in some in some sense, uh, for the sun to rise tomorrow. Uh, so anyway, so this this level of, of predictability is is somewhat surprisingly high, uh, even with a random universe. However, of course, uh, to any specificity, there is no way to predict what happens next, uh, because our universe, at least as far as we're aware at this point in time, is made up of um, tiny, 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 tiny things that... You know, at any moment, could change direction or state or whatever you want to call them. These, these, we can call these uh, quarks particles. Um, you know, you could go so far to say that um, even the the little bits of string, as they say in string theory. You know, these little these little whatevers, whatever level of the tiniest things that you imagine exist. Um, you know, they can change state or functionality direction, whatever you want to call it, um, at any moment. So, on a very specific scale, there's no way to predict what's going to happen next, as far as we know, if our universe is this random universe. However, um, there are ways to deal with this predictability idea. Um, And there's a wonderful uh, psychologist, biologist, neurologist, uh, I'm not entirely sure what his official title is, but he's a brilliant person who works uh, at Stanford University, and you may have heard of him, because he had a book called uh, Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers, and uh, some other things, and And his, his famous thing is that he has uh, been studying, I believe it's baboons, um, for pretty much most of his adult life and learned all about social behavior from baboons as well as humans too but that's his big thing is the baboons and so anyway his name is Robert Sapolsky um that's uh Sapolsky is s-a-p-o-l-s-k-y and he's at Stanford and I'll put a link into the notes um that he has uh, a fantastic I think it's human Behavior and biology or something like that um, course is the name of the course. that's freely available um, Videos, and I just I found it fascinating if you're at all interested in going fairly deep into psychology and behavior and how it relates to neurology um, At least many of those classes were, were very interesting. There were a few that were a little dull, but I um, he's a fairly a very good teacher also and the one on depression I I also highly recommend which is not in that series of classes Uh, I'll see if I can find a link to that one as well Um, but what he has discovered or what he teaches that that he has discovered is that um, one of the major things that helps people feel less stressed um, is being able to predict things better, which again makes sense because you know that's that's what our job is. That's what our brains are trying to do is to make decisions based on you know the predictions that we make. And if we and if we make bad predictions, then our decisions are going to likely be bad. Um, so not bad, but they're they're going to fail, and um, we're going to be frustrated and annoyed. So one of the things he he talks about is a Study where people were given shocks, and humans were given shocks. And surprisingly, I didn't think that they did this anymore. I didn't think it was legal to do that, uh, to shock people. Um, but I was actually in a psychology study where I was the subject, and they shocked me. Um, I <laughs> so I realized it really did exist. And this was at Harvard University, so it was totally legitimate and legal and everything, as far as I know. Um, it was approved. So uh, yeah, so there was a, a study that he that Sapolsky mentioned, where people were shocked, humans were shocked, and if they were given a warning, um, either a light or a sound or something, uh, a bit before the shock came, their stress levels went way down, and they were measuring stress levels. Um, I'm not entirely sure in this in this particular study if if there may have been multiple studies Um, but there are many ways of measuring stress levels including um heart rate and skin conductance and and even hormones um uh, there was one study that i was a subject in where they actually measured they actually had me spit and uh into a little, little sample cup and they apparently measured my adrenaline or something like that i can't remember cortisol maybe it was cortisol um to see what my levels of my stress levels were, um, so anyway, so they measured the stress levels of these individuals who had been shocked, uh, both with and without a warning, and yes, being able to predict that th- there was going to be a shock coming up any second now um, actually helped people feel less stressed. So this is this is proof that, um, or at least. Points at the direction that it's very likely that uh, the the more we're able to predict bad things happening to us, the better we're able to cope with them and feel you know less bothered by them. Even if they they you know physically are harmful to us, you know it's it's an additional element of harm to us on an emotional level if we aren't able to predict it. So um there's there's more to that and and actually talk about the timing thing that's why i say it's related is because uh he also found that in this study um the timing was important of this information the warning if the warning was too early or too late um that it that, that people were still highly stressed um so if, if you don't have enough time to prepare uh mentally for a bad thing happening then it, and then it's Almost as bad, or at least as bad as um, not knowing that it's going to happen at all. And if you have too much time, surprisingly, um, it can also be equally as stressful as not knowing. Um, it wasn't entirely clear why, but you know, you can postulate that that if you have too much time, you st- you're still unable to predict exactly when it's going to happen. Um, so so then you get another unpredictable level in there. Um, or you might forget you know you might get distracted and daydream or be thinking about something else and and forget to be prepared Um, so timing is important as well but predictability seems to be you know a a major element of it so what I would suggest since it it does appear that the universe is random which means that it's going to try everything possible that can happen and That means that while a lot of the things that we expect to happen, the sort of norms and averages and, you know, the generally expected things that that happen regularly that we we know about, um, you know, those things do happen much of the time. Except that, of course, other things happen, really weird things that are just totally unexpected, also happen fairly constantly. Not as often as the normal stuff, but still, weird stuff happens, and it can be very depressing, stressful, annoying, angering, frustrating um, if you're not prepared for it. So there are, two, there are two ways that I suggest that might help in being prepared for the unexpected. The first one is to literally just be aware um, and remind yourself and, and practice looking for the unexpected which means to um you know to maybe you know make a little ritual uh of when you wake up in the morning saying you know i i predict that <laughs> that you know three unpredictable weird un you know unexpected things are going to happen today and then at the end of the day you know go back and and see if you can notice which ones were there you know uh, or maybe throughout the day sort of say, hmm, something unexpected is going to happen at some point, coming up soon. And that way you'll just, you know, you'll prepare yourself in a way that at least you're not going to be too surprised when something unexpected does happen. You know, there's, there's some people who, um, their, their mantra is, I can't believe, blah, 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 blah. I can't believe, well, you know, that's got to be pretty stressful if every single thing, you know, even minor little things uh that are unusual, you know, surprise you so much. So, uh so yeah, so, you know, the first the first suggestion is to is to just be aware of and looking for um really unexpected weird things to happen. And then the second suggestion is to broaden your experiences and your reactions um, to what you're actually capable of reacting to in a way that's useful to you. So um, there there was a paper I read a long time ago that said that people who were, quote, lucky, either they appeared to be lucky by others or they felt lucky themselves or both, that they were actually people, for the most part, who went out of their way to take different avenues and, and in some cases quite literally taking different avenues of, you know, taking a different road or pathway to get somewhere, uh, each time they went, or, you know, that they varied their their approaches to places, um, whether it be a literal place or a metaphorical place. So that meant that they were they were more capable of dealing with roadblocks again physical or metaphorical that you know if the way that they were going for some reason wasn't open to them you know wasn't available that they were very well versed in these other options that existed so if you simply just when you're trying things uh, when you're when you're working on something and accomplishing something you know every once in a while try just a different way of doing it or all the time try a different way of doing it it's up to you but you know at least once in a while uh, try something different take a different approach ask for a different opinion and you know and see what happens so that you're at least familiar with alternatives if your your preferred way of doing something doesn't work because of something unpredictable that that came up and if you have these two elements of being prepared for unpredictable things expecting them there to be unpredictable things, and then also practicing dealing with, you know, different options for when the unpredictable does happen, I think you'll be so much more comfortable and so much more capable of moving through life in a way that helps you accomplish your goals better. And hopefully it's also just generally less stressful. So it's a win-win. You can be less stressful, and maybe you can even accomplish your goals more effectively, which you know who doesn't want that, right? All right. Well, I think that's it for this, and I hope it's offered you some suggestions and ideas. And if you want to comment, or ask me questions, or give me suggestions, again, you can always contact me. Um, My email is thewiseturtle at gmail dot com. And my website that sends you to my blog that has the podcast and all the, the links, hopefully, from this podcast, uh, you can get to by going to turl.org. That will forward you to my WordPress blog. And finally, you can find me on Reddit, com at uh, reddit.com slash user slash turl, T-U-R-I-L. And thanks a lot.